So England received a new king Saturday. Let's talk about that a little bit in just a few minutes. Stay with us and be a part of this discussion. So good morning on this Monday morning. What a great day and what great things are happening. We're glad, we're always glad to have you here on All Things Apostolic. We look forward to you even communicating with us so that we know you're out there. And if you have questions, we're always here available to try to help with questions or whatever else uh, may be on your mind. And uh, if there's something you particularly enjoy or something that you want to know more about, we would do our best to accommodate that. At any rate, we're glad to be with you. We have been, as you saw last week, in the nation of Israel and also in the nation of Jordan, some of the most spectacular things that I personally, I have taken maybe a half dozen trips to the Middle East, and um, this is uh, places this time that I had never been, uh, entrancing places, things that at some point in time maybe we can tell you more about, but there's too many things happening. I mean, on all things apostolic, you never know what you're going to get. The reason is, is because uh, we do news as well as views <laughs> and commentary. So this creates a situation where uh, uh, things may be interrupted. Uh, for example, later on this week, God willing, we are going to talk more about prophetical subjects like dispensations uh, that we have been discussing from time to time, Pastor Jeremy Wilbanks, Pastor Miles Young, and I, and there will be others uh, that will be talking about these things. So later this week, we're going to try to get to that, maybe uh, Wednesday or, or Thursday, and get started back on some of that. In that, we're going to be talking about uh, answering all of the questions there are that um, point to dispensations having weaknesses. We're going to talk about the difference in our minds between a dispensational reading of Scripture and a thing called dispensationalism, all of which we do not uh, espouse. But we'll talk about all that, so you don't want to miss anything this week. It's going to be good, and uh, it's going to be things that you're interested in. Today, you may have noticed on Saturday, in the nation of England and in the uh, United Kingdom, there was the coronation of a new king. And King Charles is now the king of England. One of the things, I just got back from Israel, so one of the things that I was interested to discover is that uh, the king is actually anointed with anointed anointing oil. And uh, this anointing oil actually comes from Israel. Now, this coronation is a, is a big deal. And uh, I'll, I'll get back to the oil in, in Jerusalem. But the coronation itself takes place in Westminster Abbey, just as it did this time. Westminster Abbey is the primary state local church building. It is directly across the street from Parliament, 
uh, the government. It's, it's on government property uh, because the church in England is a state church. The Church of England is a state church. And so they have very strong controls about the Church of England uh, from the secular government. The main building in the state church is Westminster Abbey. If you go to Westminster, to the church building, it is um, an impressive structure. Uh, On one end, it has windows with the 12 apostles. On the other end, it has windows with the uh, 12 patriarchs. It is a place where most or, or many, maybe not most, but many of the most prominent people in the history of Israel, they're buried right there in the church. You walk through there. Um, it's very interesting. You walk through there and you can see the tombstones of people in there that you read about from uh, uh, centuries ago. And um, English people, not all preachers, not all pastors, but uh, famous English people are, are memorialized in, uh, in that church. And so uh, when you talk about many people that would be famous there and you, and you look at it, you will find them buried there. So right in the middle of the church, in the middle of the church, there is the coronation chair. It is the chair where kings or queens of England are crowned as the king or the England uh, or the or the queen, such as the case may be. Under that chair, there is a big stone. I say big stone. I don't know. Maybe this big. I don't know. But it's under the chair. I've seen it. Uh, it has been moved around throughout England or Scotland from time to time, but its primary residence is under the coronation chair. This stone is said to be, by um, English tradition, it is said to be the stone where ancient Israeli kings were crowned. And um, the legend is, is that the stone was brought to England back in 500 B.C. by either Jeremiah or his servant, uh, Baruch. You can find Baruch in the Bible. And that actually um, the stone was taken from England and was brought, uh, taken from Israel and was brought to England uh, at that time, way B.C., five centuries B.C., uh, now, I've done some work to trace back the stone, how far it goes, and actually you can only trace back that I've been able to find uh, the stone to about 1000 A.D. So the fact that the stone's been there a thousand years is pretty impressive uh, and used for the crowning of kings and queens during that time. Uh, however, that's a lot different than going back all the way to the days of Jeremiah the prophet. The idea is, and here's where it gets even deeper, is that there is a doctrine in England. It's still strong there, even today, and in Scotland, and uh, even some in Ireland, that that England or the people there on the island is actually the original people of Israel. They are the original God's people.
people of Israel, and that England and the United States are Ephraim and Manasseh. And uh, years ago, this was called British Israelism. Sometimes it's uh, called other things now. It has spread, and um, uh, the whole kingdom of the United Kingdom, in their minds, was an example of the fact that promises of God were coming true in those days that conquered all of these islands and established uh, colonialism. All of that was part of the fact that England is indeed the actual Israel and the people of God. Now you understand when you know a little bit more about the stone and also when you know that they just got the anointing oil from Israel to bring for this coronation that just took place. Uh, You know why they did that, because the unspoken part. Now, I don't think the Church of England at this time would, would claim this doctrine. I don't know that they would not claim it, but they would not claim it. It wouldn't be probably probably part of the doctrine in their book of doctrine. However, it is true that this is still a very, very strong doctrine in England um, and in other parts of the world. And so when we when we think about this, there's implications to all of this. When you come to America and you read about militias that are trying to overthrow the American government and who these militias, one of the things that they believe, and there's many of them, it's Northern California where I live here, is a hotbed of militia activity, uh, has been for decades. And so uh, the idea is, is that English people, God gave this land to them. And, um, and English people or others associated with them, of course, their skin is white and, um, and they, are, they are fair in that respect, that this is supposed to be their land. So this doctrine of British Israelism ends up to be or Christian brotherhood or, um, or, or other names that it goes under. But uh, their, their doctrine is that God gave this land to these people. I've actually talked to these people and um, had coffee with them. And it didn't dawn on me at first where they were coming from. And then finally, it did dawn on me that these people are British Israelism. And so I began to ask them questions, and that's what it came to. And that they, it's their job to keep the United States pure from people who are not a part of Israel. And therefore, it becomes a very biased thing, a very prejudicial thing, a very uh, uh, elitist kind of thing. And uh, like all doctrines, all doctrines have implications. So this doctrine has implications also. And as a result of that, you have people that want to overthrow anything that does not match that very narrow frame of who are the people of God. Now, ironically, this is not the, England's not the only group that in the past has embraced that. There are black groups that embrace that, that they indeed are the people of God and no one else. There are Hispanic groups and Latin groups that espouse that they are the people of God, um, the Old Testament people of God, Israel, that are still in the world today. 
There are other groups that Asian groups and others that espouse that they are the people of God, all based upon this very mistaken idea that the people of God today are identified by the color of their skin. The people of God today that are in the church age are not identified by the color of their skin. They're identified by the state of their heart. And uh, all of the all of the uh, uh, attendant ideas of being Israel in the Old Testament, for example, they had to be circumcised. The New Testament lets us know that it, it is no longer a circumcision of the flesh, but it's a circumcision of the heart where uh, we are identified as the people of God. And we are transformed by virtue of this. And so all of this is a part of what was just happening right now. It's amazing Many people may be shocked by what we're saying here today, but it's amazing that this stuff is actually um, still the the legends you see going on in the coronation ceremony still are drawn from all of these old ideas that have permeated these nations for centuries and uh, and that they are anchored in them. So we don't want to get caught in any of that. All of that has all of that has consequences, and those consequences are not great. Everybody has access today equally to the things of God. Even we who are Gentiles, the Bible says, even though we didn't have the covenants, even though we didn't have the promises, even though we didn't have any of those things, uh, God has grafted us in and made us a part of the people of God. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.